Hi, I'm Ali. Hi, I'm Eric. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the E podcast. Why did we both say it in a tone that sounded like we were like late night radio DJ? <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're like, well, hello. Welcome to the midnight hour. <laughs> Stay around as we play some smooth <laughs> listening. <laughs> Well, guys, today, um, I think Ellie is really excited for today. Um, He has been waiting a very long time for me to set him up with this question. So, Ellie, do you want to ask our listeners the question that has been burning in your mind? Hello, dear listeners. (laughs) I have a question for you. And that question is, did you know that there's a tunnel? under ocean boulevard because <laughs> i do why are you still using that because i know i know that there's a tunnel under ocean boulevard <laughs> <laughs> no in all seriousness did you know that there's a tunnel under ocean boulevard is the title of lana del rey's ninth studio album um which came out this past march um as eric knows i absolutely adore the album um and i adore it um because a lot of the themes explored on the album are not themes i've really heard explored in a lot of music and if i was to like summarize the album in a nutshell i would say that the album is really about grieving and through the process of grief really taking a look at your own life and um, not only like a look at your own mortality, but really starting to think about the legacy that you want to leave behind and, you know, the things that you want to work through in this lifetime to not only um, better yourself during this life, but also better the lives of, um, you know, those to come in your family line or your lineage or whatever and that's pretty much summarized um in the opening track um the grants which is um you know lana del rey's real name is elizabeth grant and so the grants is really about that it's about her family and it's really about her working through all of her trauma um so that not only she can have a more peaceful time on this earth, but also so that when she leaves this earth and hopefully has a child, she doesn't leave them with said trauma. And I don't know. I just think it's an absolutely gorgeous album. Um, And I think its themes are really probably something that I wouldn't have been thinking about, like maybe even like five, 10 years ago, but I don't know, they really resonate with me. Um, and I've taken a very strong liking to the album. A very, very strong liking <laughs> to the album. Anybody who knows Ellie, I'm sure your phone has been blowing up with videos and lyrics and thought, think pieces and analysts. I feel like those themes are very inherently um, relevant to us right now um, because we are about to approach our 30s um some sooner than others um i'm not gonna point fingers but i don't know about you but i know that as i kind of 
geared towards the end of my 20s, I have been thinking a lot about that. Like, you know, family trauma to overcome, cycles that I want to break. Um, and now that me and my husband are married, I know that the next thing we are going to be talking about very shortly is um, adopting and having kids of our own. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot about like, you know, family traumas and cycles that I feel need to be broken. Um, things that I've noticed within my family dynamic and structures from like my grandparents to my parents to me um, that I definitely want to like change and shift. So it makes a lot of sense. How old is Lana? Um, I want to say she's in her mid thirties, but let me look it up. Um, she is 37. So that's right. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like the, so from what I've heard, I haven't gotten there yet and I still have quite a bit of time before I get there. Um, but I have heard that your thirties is a lot about, you know, like you've kind of made your mistakes and learned and started to shape who you are. So it's more of you like living into your authentic truth and starting to like protect your peace a little bit more. Um, and that's been like a mantra for me is like 2023 is about protecting my peace. Like I'm not going to fight with you over stuff that I don't need to anymore. If I see really bad, like toxic habits or traits in you, I don't need to be fighting with you about them. or trying to get you to understand my point of view. It's all about creating boundaries um, and really kind of creating the life for myself that is both peaceful and happy for myself. Um, but I know that's a lot of what you've kind of shared with me with those songs and stuff and how much like the theme of like overcoming family trauma as well as um, not being forgotten and leaving your legacy onto the world um, and how important that is. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was excited to come back to the podcast because I think that this is kind of in a very small way, like our legacy to leave, you know, like our thoughts and the way that we kind of leave our print on the world you know and it can be so easy to get lost in social media when people are posting like 70 million times a day um so to have like a unique niche for yourself i think is very important yeah don't forget us mm -hmm. like the tunnel under ocean boulevard <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually very interesting um, that both of us are about to turn 30. Um, so I think that since we had started this podcast with like a reflection on things that we, um, we learned in our, we 20s. learned in our twenties, yeah. I think it would be interesting if we kind of delved into like, what are some things we're looking forward to in our thirties? Ooh, like okay. what are some things that you feel even if it's just to acknowledge like i have changed this specific trait or this specific behavior so i'm looking forward to this in my 30s because i've overcome that let's One play thing? lana let's let's be lana let's oh let's... Yeah, yeah yeah um so one thing that i've truly just been leaning more and more into and pardon my french but I just don't really give a fuck anymore. And I think, like, I'm just leaning more and more into that the older and older I get. Like, I think I just... I think I lived... Previously, I lived a life that was very much, like... Uh, a, I was very much... I wouldn't say I was a people pleaser, but I think because I was very aware of how other people were feeling or how my actions or the things I said made them feel. 
And I think as I get older, I start to kind of differentiate between like what things can I control and what things are like truly their battles and like not letting myself, like essentially not making myself smaller mm-hmm. just so that I don't offend or I don't whatever. If I know in my heart of hearts that I'm truly meaning someone no harm, just by, you know, living authentically and like stating my opinions and that sort of thing, um, I am just going to do that and lean into that more. Whereas before I really did make myself smaller. I really did tiptoe around people just because I saw the, you know, them get upset if I was to, you know, be a little more forward or something. But I, I, yeah, I've just been leaning into that more. And it's just like weird. It's just like, it feels like this weight has been lifted without like constantly worrying about like what people think, I guess. No, that is true. And sometimes it is very much like not my circus, not my monkeys, you know, like that is a battle for you to inherently fight. That is something that you need to figure out for yourself. I think that's something that like is really hard for people sometimes too. I think the reason why people have issues with how forward you can be, it's because sometimes people aren't ready to be that forward with themselves. You know, like if I'm not being that honest with myself, then why are you pointing it out at me? And I think that can be really hard for people. Um, with that said, it's very much needed sometimes, though. Sometimes people need to hear, like... Yeah, and I think another thing, like, we talked about this the other day, which actually linked back to the Sabrina Carpenter album, mm. um, is something I said was um, that I really took from that album in particular, um, or something that the album kind of... Uh, brought up that I sort of believe wholeheartedly is you cannot please everyone. It's impossible to be everyone's favorite or everyone's (laughs) best friend or everyone's. And you will be the villain in somebody's story. Mm -hmm. Like no matter who you are, like you will be the nemesis in someone's story, you know? And I always say like, when you're, <laughs> it's, you can always, uh, like, tell people who are, like, really in love because based on, like, when they broke up, how they tell their story afterwards exactly. is how, like, how much of a villain they make you is how hurt they were. Exactly. Um, but it's, like, you're never going to please everyone, so. Exactly. I think for me, one of the biggest things um, is communicating my feelings and setting my boundaries. Um, that is something I've always struggled with. I I would say I was a people pleaser, um, especially in like relationship environments. I was very much like, you don't want to do this, I won't do it. You want me to do this, so I'm going to do it. Um, <clears throat> even if I was uncomfortable or put in situations that maybe wasn't fully me, um, I w- it was always very hard for me to decipher like myself outside of my dynamics that I had, whether it be with friends or in relationships, or even with my family, um, I always held this, like, I don't want to disappoint people, and I don't want you to not be my friend anymore. Um, So I would always put myself in situations, like, I had 
one friend in particular who it felt like every time we hung out, we had to do what they wanted to do. And we had to do situations that like that they liked. And if we went to go travel, we let them make the itinerary because it was very much if they did not want to do what we suggested, it was an issue. Um, and I've had relationships like that, too, where I was afraid to say, hey, let's go do this or hey, can you know, this is how I feel. In a lot of my situations growing up, it was hard for me to set my boundaries and just like, you know, really communicate how I feel because it was always met with, well, why are you being dramatic about it? Or why is it an issue? Or why are you trying to fight and blah, blah, blah. Um, But as I've gotten older, I recognize that like, it's okay to feel how I feel and how I feel, even if you don't understand it, is still a valid experience and how I'm feeling. Um... I can't control how I feel, but I can control how I react though, which is also something that I always struggled with. So like, if you say something that upsets me, I can do one of two things. I can communicate with you that like, hey, it did kind of bother me that X, Y, and Z happened. Um, Or I can act out in rage. And it's like, those are the things that I've always struggled with. So now, (laughs) so now being able to, you know, to be able to say, hey, this bothered me, or I don't agree with with you because of x y and z or you know what i really don't want to do this thing you know uh i'm really learning how to kind of set and step into those boundaries um and communicate those feelings yeah and that's like interesting because that is something that lana herself has commented on where she hates when people describe her music as sad and one thing that she said is like she's like i actually just she's like she prefers the word thoughtful because she's actually very in tune with her emotions and how she feels and she processes them and she processes the things that have happened to her. And she says, I'm actually one of the happiest people that I know because of that. So she's like, I'm actually way happier than most people that I know because I actually express how I feel and I like process in that way. So it's like interesting um that you said that as well well yeah because the emotional growth i feel is one i think my emotional growth is one like to kind of touch on our self-love episode um i feel like my emotional growth has been something i'm very proud of um and it's something that i really look forward to continuing into my 30s another thing i want to talk about too is like One thing you have to realize is, like, when you do start to set boundaries and when you do start to, like, change and when you do start to, um, you know, just, like, I guess ascend. That sounds dramatic, but, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? When you just start to become a better version of you, it's not going to be easy because Mm -hmm. people are used to you the way you were Mm -hmm. and so like when you start to change the people around you like it's not going to be a smooth transition like people are going to react because they're used to you being a certain way and you just have to remember that that's okay like Mm -hmm. they're allowed to you know be surprised to react because this is a new you you know what I mean yeah and that is one thing that I've I've experienced especially because I had especially like throughout COVID I did start to make some dramatic changes in my life and I started to notice like some people took it well and some people didn't some people just couldn't handle it and I don't really you know what I mean 
hang out with them anymore or anything like that. And I think you just have to be okay being a lone wolf, essentially. Because, like, sometimes, you know what I mean? It really... I'm not going to say, like, something like, oh, it highlights who was a true friend. Like, it's like, no, because that was a person that they... The person that you are today isn't the person that that person knew. So it's just, like, maybe they've opted to, like, not stay on the train. Maybe, you know, they're getting off here. And you just got to be okay with that, you know? It's like um, they say people are in your life for a reason, a season, or for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I think those are the three that they say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people will come and go. And if they, if your branch is on a tree, if they're not growing with you, they got to they gotta go. It's true. And another thing that I realized, too, is that, like, um, I am a big dreamer. I have like big dreams and I have big aspirations and I tend to go for them. And if you're a person like that, a lot of times you do lose people along the way because what you start to realize is a lot of people are bonded by their limitations. Like a lot of people are friends with each other because the same thing is limiting all of them. And sometimes they feel, well, if this person no longer has this limitation, if this person was able to achieve something I wasn't able to achieve, it's highlighting the fact that I'm not able to achieve it. And so then they just can't really associate with you anymore, which I don't really get because uh, I, from what I can remember, anytime somebody has achieved something that I've wanted to achieve, that's only made me, like, admire them and, like, be like, oh, how did you do that? Take me with you. Tell me. Like, I want to, like, learn from them. But, yeah, like, a lot of times what I've realized is that sometimes you're, what bonds other people to you is what they perceive to be, like, uh, common limitations. And then once you no longer are limited by that thing it's like i don't know they check out yeah and i think that that's another thing that i'm learning is that like not everything is a competition and i think that that's something that i've had to grow into as well um i think that before i will admit i was definitely a person that i would see people doing things that i wanted to do and i would get very jealous um and be very like low-key upset about it whereas like now I realize that like there's just different paths for everybody and like everyone just because and it's like we've talked about this before just because something great is happening to you it does not take away anything from me personally you know I think it comes with like a level of respect and admiration for your friends like you will always tell who your real friends are based on how happy they are for you when things happen if you can tell that they're not genuinely happy for you to be exceeding and doing great things, um, then they're not your real friends. They're not your real supporters. And I think that that's kind of touching on what you're saying, like understanding that like growing up and learning these things also means losing people in your life. And I know for me, I was always really scared to lose certain people and to like not have certain people be my friends or maybe not have certain family members like approve of me. 
um, or even relationships. There were certain boyfriends that I was afraid to lose. And now sitting where I'm at today, I'm like, I needed to lose all those people to start like shedding that baggage and start like to actually love, fully succeed love. myself, you know, <laughs> like it, don't sing it. We didn't, we, we didn't pay oh, for those, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'll no, it, in my core. <laughs> also touch on a point that you had brought up earlier i think that there is a level of adjusting that people will have to do when you start changing and setting your boundaries and you will tell who actually respects you and cares for you if they start making those adjustments with you or at least respecting the fact that you have now set these new boundaries i mean just because somebody has known you for 10 years does not give them the right to ignore any new boundaries that you have created in your life today um, so I think that's going to be very interesting for me going into my thirties. Cause like we were saying, like, I've never really been one to set boundaries and it's always been very uncomfortable for me to do that. So as I start to do that, I already know it's going to cause a lot of friction and it kind of already has started to cause friction in a few of my relationships. Um, but I mean, I, I have to recognize that like, Hey, if you're not cool with that or you're not okay with who I'm becoming or who I am today, then there's no need for us to be in the same circle, you know? Exactly. Like, you know, it's like Drake said, uh, Oh wait, maybe I can't say it. You can say it. You can't sing it. <clears throat> it's like Drake said, um, don't listen to nobody who knew me because to have known me, would mean that there is a new me. What is another thing? I'm glad, like, I mean, my acne, I used to have really bad acne when I was younger. So I really love that as I've gotten older, my skin has just, like, calmed down. I feel like I'm in a new era of my skin, which is, like, really exciting. What's your secret? Oh, okay. Well, so my secret (laughs) is... Dove Deep Moisture. You can find it uh, wherever Dove is sold. Mm, is that part of your like morning routine? Morning and night routine. Thank mm. you. Yep. Dove Deep Moisture. Get yours mm-hmm. now. Well, they say it's a body wash, but I use it on my face. So it says body and face wash. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you just use the soap, or do you use the um, lotion as well? Uh, for lotion, I actually use Eucerin, the oatmeal one for eczema. Mm. So I have eczema. I actually don't, but I have to be really careful with what I put on my skin. So I try to get stuff that's like clinical ish, Mm. because I know it doesn't have anything weird in it, like fragrances or like you know what I mean. Yeah, I have noticed that I'm actually getting more acne now as an adult than I was as a kid really yeah i break Mm. out way more now than i ever did when i was in like college and high school yeah (laughs) damn global warming yeah i guess i'm sweating more so there's more toxins on my face also i've been trying to use lush products and i just don't think that they're working like they're supposed to yeah i went to a lush once Great store. Scam. I went in there like 
the I'm telling you, those salespeople aggressive. <laughs> no, like, they are because they will pull you to a sink and be like, damn. "Look at this! Look at this!" And they'll start washing your hands. Right? And, shit. Like, and I'm just like, "Bro, look how dirty your hand was." Okay. And <laughs> yes, I'm still here. So. <laughs> Well, if you are interested in exploring these themes, Ellie has a great suggestion for albums. Yes! Oh my gosh, yes. Um, So, honestly, everything we're talking about, like, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, I've sent you the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Everything that we're talking about is really explored on Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard? And I will say, as a non-Lana fan, I don't listen to Lana's music. I don't really care for the woman. Um, I will say that some of the songs Ellie has sent me have been pretty, like, what, okay, what I will always say is I am a lot of things. I'm not a hater, though, you know? I gotta give credit where credit is due, and the woman knows how to write a song. Every time you send me the lyrics, I always say, this is very beautifully written, and I love how she said X, Y, and Z. Um, So she is a great writer beautiful gowns yes and she does explore these themes yes um there is one song called fishtail that i was like this is a bop oh but that doesn't that doesn't had a little break that one doesn't explore the themes guys so the one no little beat drop yeah every time the beat drop yeah yeah, it it really does okay but but that's (laughs) It's not the one that explores the themes. So the songs that explore the themes, you guys, that we talked about in today's episode. Now, what you want to do is you want to open up your Spotify. (laughs) If they're listening to this, their Spotify should already be open. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I guess so. So you want to search, you want to search Lana Del Rey. You'll see her album. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Now, the songs that really touch on this stuff. The Grants. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, A&W, yes, because it's really examining, like, rape culture. And, but also, like, she opens the song with saying, like, I haven't done a cartwheel since I was nine. And it's basically about how, like, once a woman's body develops, how she's immediately sexualized. So she has to, like, stop having fun in, like, childish ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I think that one kind of ties in. Um, Kintsugi. Um, fingertips. Fish yeah, tail. I would say those two. Okay, fish tails a bop if you want to bop. But... <laughs> Yeah, just uh, fingertips is a little heavy. So if you're of the TikTok generation, also A and W. If you're of the TikTok generation, those are the ones that would come with like a trigger warning. Oh yes, trigger warnings. Yes, right. Yes, if you remember them, that is a thing now. Um, No, yeah. So that is us in a nutshell i think that most of our friends if not all of our friends are in this same kind of phase of life i feel like and you know what's really interesting i don't know if anyone else has noticed this if you're 30 and you had like a group of friends who all turned 30 around the same time um and maybe you can tell me too if you've noticed this i have noticed that there is a um 
there is like a sense of change in the air for everyone around me. And it feels really crazy. It almost feels like everyone is starting a new chapter at the exact same time. Like I have a friend who just, uh, who's pregnant. You know, I just got married. I have a friend who just moved into an apartment. Um, You just got a new job and are traveling. So I feel like there is this sense of like new beginnings for everyone around me. And it feels really interesting. So it'll be exciting to see how that kind of turns out. But yes, so I, for one, am really looking forward to my 30s. I'm super excited of the growth we both had. And I look forward to continued growth. And like we had mentioned, listen to Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under the Ocean Boulevard. Um, There's also a song called Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card that I would suggest. (laughs) Has nothing to do with what we talked about. (laughs) Great song. And they both have oceans. Mm. but Mm. until next time bye bye